You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves we keep doing the same shit over and over. <laughs> I'm Mike Jones, joined as always by the guy who doused himself in gasoline, Kevin Greck, and the guy whose wedding is now open to rescue every MSU fan in the greater Detroit area, Alexander Plum. Gentlemen. Come on by. Come on by. You don't have to watch the Michigan game if you don't want to. Listeners, a, a few moments ago, we were doing the cold open, and uh, and I was asked to put myself back in the headspace of after the game. It's a hard the meanest request that I you could make someone. I feel that we've ruined him for this week's episode. Sorry. It is a dark place to be, and I'm, I find myself going from flabbergasted, which it was in, in the immediate aftermath, to now I'm getting angrier. So, Plum, <laughs> congratulations in advance. Thank you. I'm going to drink you. some My sauce last... here. This is my last podcast as an unmarried man, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. So, after this week, it'll all be above board with the Lord. That's what that's matters. Right. Yeah, that's right. No longer living in sin, <laughs> or still living in sin. Yeah, I was. I was Could still be. Depends I, on who you ask. Yeah, really yeah. does. It's open to interpretation. That one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. (laughs) We should do this, I guess. Uh, So thank you for listening, if you're here. Uh, And in fact, uh, we we see all of you who engaged in the Twitter questions. Uh, So uh, thank you for that. Uh, We appreciate you sharing the pod with Spartans in Your Life. Please keep that up. Also, if you can, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Give us a follow on the Spotify um, if you you listen there. And then, of course, give us a follow on Twitter at SpartanersquarePod. Uh, gentlemen, give me Remember the threads. Break. Did we ever? Did we ever? That think was a about minute. Threads. Oh my we, god! We mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, do you think someday we'll have this? But it'll be like. Remember that moment where we were thinking about Urban Meyer as the next coach? That was a minute. Uh, yeah, we got to get into Urban because I think some I thoughts. Know. Yeah, some thoughts seem to have shifted uh, in the, among these people. The winds are blowing. Ooh. The winds are blowing. Someone, someone, someone give a, a preview of what this show is going to entail. Plum, walk oh. us through it. Okay. Well, I'm drinking whiskey. Watch out. Uh, for those new to the podcast, I don't know why you join now, but God save your soul. This podcast always begins behind the green wall where football always leads. We've got a game to talk about, and it was a schlacking over in Piscataway by the Rutger. We'll talk about it. All of the horrible sentiments we feel both about ourselves and each other. We'll talk about decommits to the program, which who can fucking blame them. Before we turn to basketball, the one redeeming true North Star that guides us. Come, Tom Izzo, you are our king. We'll talk about hockey because there's even more hope there on the ice. Then we'll head off Grand River. We've got a lot of stuff around the connection to talk about, uh, and none of it really that great. We'll preview the Michigan game. No, we won't. And then we'll take your Twitter questions. And my God, there are a plenty. So that's today. Beautiful. All right. Let's let's talk about this this Rutger game. And I'm gonna I'm gonna propose that we do it 
in reverse order. We start at the end of the third quarter, the tweet that went out from Michigan State University, finish or some other nonsense, up 24-6. Greg, I I, want to, so (laughs) folks, if you're new to this podcast, um, I would say Kevin might be the most even-keeled of the three of us. That's right. Uh, right. And I have never seen him so upset about a game. Uh, And, but I thought you said something really smart right away. And then it kind of all fell apart from there, but is that people have seen uh, a game lost on a special teams play. Right. Uh, Yeah. You know, the, uh, the kick six at, you know, Auburn and Alabama, right? Like, yep. But, or, Never have. Oh, he. <laughs> <laughs> it, that may be a little too too on the nose at the moment, but anyway. Uh, so, but never have you seen a twenty four six lead disappear because of repeated special teams. I've never seen a ninety nine point nine percent chance of winning dissipate due to just incompetence on the part of the special teams unit and we have almost memified the rossell's hate i think uh, maybe a little bit we lean in a little bit like truly he does not deserve to continue to be a coach here at michigan state university sure. truly yep. he has you wondered what he does here for a while he, like truly yeah. like whatever they're paying him that's stolen money that's $575,000 by the way I knew what it was I didn't want to say it I wanted to save our poor listeners from having to carry the burden of that number poor listener I want you to think about how hard you work every day yep every day you work and I guarantee that most of our listeners if not all do not make $575,000 you work hard for your money. And this man, this it's not, man. Just not work hard. No, it's, it is true. It's, it's, we're, I mean, we're to the point where, and I don't really condone doxing people, but is Rossell's people? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, how do you, how do you square the circle that is Rossell's? This is an individual who, if he had any self respect, he would, he would literally, self-immolate i mean he would literally publicly murder himself if he if he cared at all about his reputation that's the one redeeming his family really well of his family my god but you would do something to because how do you how does anyone how does anyone go on um so how do you make eye contact how do you make eye contact how do you go to the store yeah you know can you imagine needing to take your car to the dealership the the things they will do to your, the things they'll do inside of your vehicle. Um, and they should. Eat. So you know, in some respects, you know, this is what you get. You deserve this Ross, but um, it's just the nature of mm-hmm. the first one mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it was, it just a formation, an illegal formation took back a perfectly good punt. So then, for, for folks who may not know, just so that we can clarify, there's a limit to the number of individuals who can be on the line of scrimmage <sighs> or in the backfield, I guess, is uh, depending on how you want to scrimmage. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and this is a formation they run 
every game. Countless times probably in practice. And this isn't the first game that this has happened to him in this season. I nope. believe it happened last week. Or, right? Two weeks ago. Indeed. I don't know. So you, you have a situation now where... I, we'll get into the meta narrative, but like the 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 wheels are are off them. There is no bus. the The bus went off the cliff. There were never wheels on the bus. The bus was always on fire. I don't I don't know where to begin or end with the analogy. There is no one helming the ship. There is no one in leadership. No one is the boss. The players don't respect anybody. The coaches don't have to work, so they're not. Um, and and by the way, we know this is true. I know you wanted to start in reverse order, and then that if that's the case, we really should have started with the post game press conference. Because yeah. Harlan Barnett's quotes were un Wild. uninterpretable. I mean, you couldn't. What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> None of it made yeah. sense. He referred to Rucker as an avalanche, which is its own. No offense to the Are You Screw podcast, but Jesus fuck, if that's my, oh my god. I, I um, guess if maybe you watched only the last three minutes and Kyle Mananga's runs on your defense which was just shattered at that point because oh. they'd been on the field the entire fourth the quarter whole fourth quarter and, and they were into the game for some reason can't imagine why not <laughs> uh then yes you could consider them an avalanche but that is the most charitable uh version of events where you could call i mean Greg Shannon was crying on the sidelines mm-hmm. after that game mm-hmm. that's not what an, an avalanche does Avalanches don't cry. No. No, they Let's, suck the oxygen out of you. I, I, I want to come back to Ross for a second because Ross actually segues into Mel. That Ross has been allowed to commit this malpractice for a long time. Yeah. This isn't new. Right. Uh, bad special teams play is not new. And it, it, it started in 2020. We, we've laughed. We LOL'd. I believe at the time because we were winning, but we've talked about it since that in 2021, they had to drill not mm-hmm. encroaching on the sideline, which doesn't yep. feel like a thing you need to drill yep. or should have to drill because right. the culture that Mel talked about should mm-hmm. just be one of like, don't be a dumbass. I, yep. And it, it, not, there were several coaching changes, but never at a place that I said to myself, self, we need a coaching change here. Right. Like, I, I mean, it, it just, he allowed a culture of sloppiness and laissez-faire <laughs> to perpetuate this program. Yeah, because and, he was st- trying to stup a rape survivor. I mean, this is, and, and they knew it. I mean, at this, and I'm going to just start making wild, baseless claims. Um, go ahead and remove these in post. Uh, they all knew. They all, they all, and they were probably part of it. You know, you have to assume at this point a massive, wide-ranging conspiracy, a cabal of sexual deviants on brand for this particular university in leadership. And you have to assume that they thus were enabling and being enabled by the incompetence at the top. The whole shtick here was millions of dollars to sexually gratify themselves with no accountability for the job. And I defy anyone to prove that i'm wrong because the evidence certainly on the merits i can't be proved wrong i can't be <laughs> the so, evidence the evidence the evidence the facts on the field it speaks for itself it speaks for itself because truly and this is to your earlier point mike which is anybody who was this incompetent over this many years 
to not be fired would would then require that their leader be fired for negligence. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So it's, it is in, it is incomprehensible how there has been no accountability because yeah. for anyone else in any other job in any fucking other place, <laughs> this would not be allowed. My are, Lord and my God. You are correct. Uh, his boss was fired for lack of judgment. <laughs> That's not true. Sure. Is so he came to be that. We, we, we started on uh, breaking this down a little bit and then uh, got triggered again. But it, so uh, there, there's the uh, punt with the illegal formation, which backs them up five yards in the middle of a, a pretty decent rainstorm and quite cold. Uh, and then they have to punt again. That uh, that punt uh, snap is botched. Uh, Rutgers recovers, um, and that is the beginning of the end. Um, yeah. Later, a second special teams faux pas, and there are a couple places that we can talk about this. It's a kickoff from Rutgers. And for whatever reason, for the second time this game, Michigan State lines up in an onside kick formation with one deep man, Tyrell Henry. Now, at this point in time, there are eight minutes left in the game, 8.38, I believe, is precisely, and Rutgers is only down three. Harlan Barnett says in the postgame, the single dumbest thing I think I've ever seen a coach say, at least Bobby Williams in his awful quote was being honest, uh, <laughs> But Harlan says it was an onside kick situation. In what world, Harlan, is that an onside kick situation? It's a situation where I could see someone being like, mm? put your hands hey, team out there. Just guys, it's a be ready. It's more possible than usual. Right. But you don't line up in the formation. Correct. No, not if they and give so you any indication. I mean, what in the world? So what ends up happening is the Rutgers kicker kicks a very nice little kick between the majority of the MSU team who is up near the line. Going and, then the one, and then the one person behind him or behind them who's all the way back. And so he kind of pooch kicks it. And Tyrell Henry attempts to play it off of a bounce, does not signal for a fair catch. I'm, yep. I'm deeply confused. Like, the rule there had to be, Tyrell, you need to catch the ball. You mm -hmm. have to catch the ball. You have no other responsibilities. Just catch it. And it's just falling. Was, just fair, fair, fair catch signal, and then you just catch it. Just do this with your arm, and then you catch it. And you practice it 100 times. It's raining. It's fine. You've practiced in the rain. You just catch the ball. Yeah. Just catch it. Uh, and so I blame Ross. I blame Harlan. I'll even blame Courtney Hawkins for this because who cares that there wasn't clearly was there was the decision to line up in the onside kick formation, which is stupid, just yeah. catastrophically stupid. But then there's the, the failure of coaching of the, like, I don't know how you don't grab Tyrell Henry by both sides of his helmet and say, look at me like, like a captain Phillips moment. Look at me, right? Catch the ball. That's all you need to do because you know, there just been a, a, a muffed punt on the other side. You could understand why he might be a little apprehensive. Like you need to tell him you have to catch the ball. Here. Also We've done this uh, really Tyrell, stupid thing. Tyrell Henry, what was your plan 
in this case, the ball did bounce straight up and it was able to be easily recovered by Rutgers. But footballs, um, you can't rely baseball. on Not which baseball. way they go. They go the way that they want. What was your plan, man? To just kind of let it go wherever it was going to go? You've got to catch the ball. How can you be a return man and not know that? What's wild, going back to the the the, the separation between like these moments of good and moments of just, the fuck am I watching? Yep. You'll recall, I believe in the Washington game, Tyrell Henry had the wherewithal to catch a, 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 a kickoff out of bounds to make it a penalty. Like a, a really heads up play that he made to turn it yep. into a penalty. Yep. But. <sighs> yep. Yeah. So <clears throat> this is where people just aren't showing up. And this idea that this attention to details, we just got to get the small stuff. No, no, no. You can't get to the small stuff because you can't even master the big stuff. It, you, you, there's, there's, and this is, a, this is, I guess, going back in the meta narratives for this program. We've talked about, you know, it, one of the things I said in our post game call was that there was, there's no sense of identity in this team. But of course, there isn't a sense of identity in this team. How could there be? This is Mel Tucker's team. There's a um, brand binder. There, right. There's, there's all of this. There's hand motions on the sideline. There's a whole bunch of fucking shit. And and it is it's toxic, it's 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 ineffective. It's blatantly based on no, nothing. It's all emperor had no clothes. Mm-hmm. So there can be no identity. So then the only thing you have left is rapport. The only thing that you have left is the is just the human ability to connect one to one. And one can give credit to Harlan Barnett for trying this. Uh, in his first week on the job. Remember, that was everyone Everyone was reporting on was Harlan meeting one-on-one with every single football player. Yeah. And, and that was noble because that was it. That was the only thing that he could do. And they saw through every single one of those meetings, which, un, you know, and, and I don't care that this is uncharitable, by the way, because we all, we all saw through it. Harlan Barnett, he's never looked the part. He doesn't have any of the swagger. He has none of the confidence. He doesn't carry himself. He doesn't even walk like he knows how to be the head coach yeah. of a of 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 a of a what should be a top tier Division One program. And instead, he acts and behaves and walks and comports himself like exactly what he is and what he's showing us to be. So it's that's what we're that's what we're in right now. That's that's just the stage that we're in right now. Well, I kind of think that this team had given up before it even arrived. Like it looks like because they jumped out to a big lead, what should have been an insurmountable lead. Uh, It looks like they were there in, in playing, but I, you know, I got to keep giving myself credit where it's where I can, because I, it's so infrequent that I can do this. I texted you guys at the beginning of the end of the third or beginning of the fourth quarter of like, I don't like the body language of this team. I took a note, 2.16 p.m. The fumbles, the body language on the fumbles of our wide receivers really bothered me. Um, And it just seemed like the ball came out and they just sort of sat there and they were like, there goes the ball. And then 
other guys just didn't seem into it. I saw some pretty light blocking happening there a couple places on both sides of the ball. Like, it just no urgency from yep. anyone. And Rutgers was giving it away at that time, and that's how we went up that much. But I, I don't think this team cared even when much less as it was falling apart. So doesn't look good for this upcoming week. I got to tell you, I don't, I don't feel good about it. Usually I say, throw everything out. It's a, it's a rivalry game. And usually there's an element of truth to that, but I think this team is completely checked out. I don't think that Harlan Barnett has a, a pulse on this team at all. Now you can't go into the locker room and say, now no one cares. Uh, if we could cancel the season right now, we would. Yep. Uh, but you gave me a big fat in, <laughs> a big fat uh, uh, check for this year. Uh, you greatly enhanced my earning potential. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up here and I'm gonna say, ah, we're gonna figure it out. Um, because there's uh four coaches on this uh, staff making over a million dollars this year. Just <sighs> wild. Just are we counting Mark in that? It is did Mark get in, increased over yes. a million too? Mark. Mark got increased over a mil. Yeah. Five. There are five Five, guys guys. on the sideline making over a million dollars right now. And and yet a five guys is run with more precision than this football team. Uh the like that's truly wild. Both coordinators, the the offensive line coach. Offensive line coach, and then the interim head coach, and a dude not even wearing the headset are all making over a million dollars this year. And this is the product that's being put on the field. Wild. Greg Schiano crying in the crying, rain. Crying, crying, crying. Because all of the evidence like demanded. All of the evidence demands that this program is currently five and, wait, four games? How many were we at? Two and four? We should be at five and one. It's the same thing though that I say. Exactly. It's the same thing that I say every week. We yep. should be winning these games. Yep. It says something about the Big Ten and it says something about MSU as a program that in every one of these games, save for save for yep. Washington, yep. we should have won them. Yep. Well, we and the, the, the challenge is the talent is there. Yeah. yeah. Like you, I mean they're not I, performing. I and and we, and go ahead. Yeah, you know, I was just gonna say you can look at a couple position groups and be like, the talent's not quite really there yet like we got some work on the o-line to do the default d-line's getting better but like has some work to do uh the wide receivers i think have been maybe a disappointment if they had a if keon coleman was here i would say the wide receiver room would be good because the 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 two guys behind keon would be plus but like i I mean but there's talent on this team you've seen it and and i keep going back to i remember after we got our ass kicked by washington uh, you know I was like, the defense was a lot better than than you would realize based upon like Mike Penix just made some stupid throws to his NFL wide receivers. Like, yeah. Uh, also, and, I watched the Oregon game, uh, the Washington Oregon game. Didn't look like a world beater. I know they won that, but Michael Penix made some just like gnarly throws in that game, and I was like, where was this? I wanted this a month ago. Uh. Anyway, I. I Last thing I want to touch on is the defense because it, this circles it back into quitting. So Michigan State had two possessions in the fourth quarter with a total time of possession 
of okay. one minute and 47 seconds. They ran six two, plays two, three for outs. a total two yards. No, no, no. That wouldn't be three and outs, Kevin. Because they fumbled on one of them. Oh, pardon me. Yep. So I, I can appreciate that the defense maybe, you know, at some point in time, you came into the fourth quarter 24 to 6. You did your job. And then, and it wasn't just like it was one time you got fucked. You got fucked by everyone else on the team over and over and over and over. And so, you know, you'd like to see him keep hustling, but at some point in time, you know, I don't know how that's not demoralizing. The unit has been pretty okay most of the year. Yep. Yeah. So, do we want to talk? For a minute about the nice Kate things in the game, yeah, Kate yeah, Hauser. We gotta talk about Kate. Hauser. Yeah, Kate Hauser is God, and we do love him. Uh, he has what we all uh, want. Uh, yeah. What's? Nope. Well, nope. Plum, nope. nope. Unreserved. Unreserved. Unabashed. If we're sharing my group text text, we should also share that at one point you said that God is smiling broadly on Kate Hauser. <laughs> I did. For certain mistakes that were not being capitalized upon by the Rutgers defense. Uh, yeah. To be fair. Yeah. To be fair. And this is the point I want to make. This team entered this game as demoralized as they finished it. Okay? This game did not break these players. These players were broken by all that has already happened. What rallied them to perform the way they did for three quarters and a few extra minutes was Kaden Hauser. It was the electricity of simply like a, breath, a fresh breath of air because they were playing under a quarterback who actually had chutzpah and was willing to try things, who wasn't afraid to step into the pocket, who was able to execute on more passes than he didn't. Was his performance perfect? No, we wouldn't expect it to be perfect. Not especially not even against Rutgers. And but let's be clear, he wasn't playing in a great day. It wasn't as if the conditions were stacked in his favor. Okay, so let's just say that this this team, which has been through it and had every reason to collapse, and they did. They lived up to their reputation, but they gave us good fucking football, and they did it because I be- I believe because they were excited to be playing for Kate Hauser. Yeah, I mean, so Caton could have just as easily had three picks on this game. That's fair to say. One was just a drop, and then uh, uh, another somehow Jerron Glover tipped it twice to himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Evan Morris somehow stripped the interception out of the hands of, of what should have been a pick six. Um, so, but you're right. It, it, was a, it was a not good space to uh not a good place to start uh in in a rainstorm uh you would have maybe liked to have seen Kate Hauser get his first reps say I don't know against Central and Richmond those would have been nice games to get him warmed up a bit uh but we didn't do that um, into the fire and 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 let's be clear Rutgers does not have a bad defense at all uh they, they it's it's pretty okay um I Saw a couple things out of Kate and Hauser that I thought were really compelling, uh, small things. The biggest one that I would point to is at, at one point in time, Kate and Hauser was clearly going to be sacked. 
and yep. had the wherewithal to a just hold the ball, like take the yep. sack, uh, but also took a few steps into the middle of the field to make a more centered field goal attempt for Jonathan mm-hmm. Kim. Like it was, and then immediately called a timeout because it was necessary in the moment. It, it was a very heads up, heady leadership play. Uh, and, and so that's encouraging. That's like the, it's the gamer stuff. I think you want to see out of your quarterback. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I think that's right. No, I, what do you think, Rec? I mean, let's, I let's also turn it back to you. To I me. really liked mobile Katen Hauser. It yeah. seems to me. That if you got a couple oh, guys that are all, one, by the way, yeah, we're the worst fourth and one team ever assembled to play American football, perhaps. <laughs> um, I, I think we are like one in twelve on fourth and one attempts right now, and and it was a fumble forward that won conversion. Um, I I think if you've got guys that are all kind of right around the same area, there's not a lot of difference between them. Run them! Why not? Like, if he goes down, you got another one in reserve. You got Levin or, or Noah Kim or who cares? If you think there's not a huge separation between, use that as a weapon. So much of football, coaches are always like, it's all so complicated. But then it's also, it's like a numbers game. Hat on a hat, you know? And if yep. you aren't removing one of those hats after a handoff, you've got, that's a disadvantage. That's immediately 11 on 12 or 11 on 10. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Uh, I almost lost a huge amount of credibility for the podcast, but then I recovered very quickly, but what's Uh, wild real, real quick. Just they had used the, uh, the tush push as it's called, which is when you bring like a a person behind your quarterback and push them forward. Uh, And and they'd use that with Noah Kim, who is a soaking wet 180 pounds. Kaden Hauser is legitimately an inch or two taller than Noah Kim and a legit 220. Broader. I don't know. Mm, uh, like more tush I, for the push. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just, it, it's. Oh, anyway, Greg, you were talking so, about Hauser more broadly. Anyway, it, it, so much the of running, the, just the right guys making blocks and a numbers game. And if there's a huge advantage of being able to run your quarterback, and if you don't think there's a big drop, if he gets injured in some way, run him. He had great runs. He has pretty good vision. I liked those those called plays. They went away from it. Jay Johnson went away from it. Can you imagine such a thing? Although I guess Jones, as you pointed out, Jay Johnson called six plays in the fourth quarter. So you know who knows who's but, to say. Uh, the offensive line also I thought played better. We just ragged on their coach for making a million dollars, but. I thought they were. They played they better in, in against game. Iowa too. If if we're being mm-hmm. honest, like they're they're getting better. But Plum, anything you want to say about Nate Carter? <laughs> uh, what was he a four star recruit? Three star <laughs> no, recruit? No. I don't. Two star like, recruit? One one from UConn? One, one no, but I'm sorry. When he played for UConn? Sorry. When he when? Uh, do you know what? I actually don't know if I've ever looked at Nate Carter's recruiting. Good. Program. Good. Don't. Don't, because it, unless it was a one-star, they lied to you. Uh, I don't care about anything three anymore. Three-star, yeah, that sounds right. Low three-star, no doubt. Uh, Nate Carter was bad. He was fucking bad. 
And I know that's not his fault. I know that it's Jay Johnson's fault. I know that it's Jay Johnson saying, uh, you've had some success, Caton. You've also almost thrown the ball away three times, Caton. Let's just keep giving it to Nate Carter. And Nate, I want you to do one thing. Straight up the fucking middle. No, this offensive line can't create holes for you. Don't ask them to. Just bounce into your guy in front of you's ass and just fall on the fucking ground. Get smushed, okay? Just, just do it. And not only that, but we're going to do it four times in a fucking row. We're just going to keep doing it. Just keep giving it to Nate, you guys. He's doing a bang-up fucking job. So, bonkers. And this is another example where if you're Nate Carter, it's like, why am I still out here? I don't know how to play football today. I'm not at my best. Give anyone else a chance. Is there anyone else? Is there any, someone in the stands that has eligibility that could do well, this for me? Well, Jalen Berger had uh, 11 attempts for 53 yards. Are we a Berger fan now? Are you, are you on team Berg? You, you, you nibbling that bird? No, I hate everything. And I, unfortunately, Nate Carter, because just, I mean, when you hear George Blaha, like, oh, Nate Carter again, you're like, yeah, Christ. When George Blaha's pissed about it, you have a big fucking problem. So, did you guys see that Harold Joyner took a snap? As no. a, that was like, whoa, what year is it? Harold Joyner's back. The uh, most, the highest re- regarded recruit in the running back slash linebacking tight room, tight end, <laughs> whatever he is, whatever where, he is, he's just like the ghost of the Scandalaris building. He just sort of, he goes through <laughs> walls and there, there, it's just every position group's like, eh, no, no, <laughs> not, not us. Go Harold. somewhere else. Sorry. Nearly headless Harold Joyner. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Harry Potter uh, reference. It's we not got a it. call to, to violence for people. No, it's not. Harry it's Potter. not. It's not. Uh, all right. Let's, I think, maybe move on uh, to a couple other bits of news. Uh, Sire Torrance. The record. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got questions about that, and I think our anger will probably simmer back up. Um, Sire Torrance, a commit for the class of 2024, is no longer a commit for the class of 2024. I want to shout out Sire for a second, sincerely, for saying essentially in his decommitment note, literally, it's fucking, it's fucking weird up there right now. And I, yes, like, no, and nor should you be, young man, nor should you be. Well done, you. No one, no one worth anything has anything negative to say to this kid. Nothing. He did exactly what anyone what if I was his parent, I'd be encouraging him to do. Be yeah. transparent. Yeah, you, it, you don't know who they can disagree. Yeah, if the if the future yep. coaching staff wants to reach out, take the call, right? Like let him. But yep. Uh the other speaking of transparency, uh Jordan Hall was made available for some media availability, uh pre-Rutgers, and uh credit uh it, Credit to Couch for asking a very direct question about what was it like losing the SD4L deal? Yeah. Uh, because it, I think I think a lot of times we dance around the the fact that, that media dances around the fact that these guys are being compensated. Yeah. Uh, and and so it's interesting that the one time it felt acceptable to ask about it because no one asks like how much did did money play into your decision or you get some bullshit response if you did ask that but like right. uh you know I, jordan hall seemed upset and yeah. that like as, as well he should 
that he's like, because you know, kids- it's, it's clear no one has our back, but our uh, the team here. Yep. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I think some of that SD4L may well have done more damage to Michigan State's ability to put a good program forward than Mel Tucker even did. Yeah. Because by, by decimating the compensation that a number of football players were getting, you've, you've now created distrust. I truly still do not understand. Like, oh, I guess a billionaire. Like, who are we to to question a billionaire? But like, money means literally nothing to you if you're a yep. billionaire. It meant enough to you personally to At spend your point. time on this. Yep. And then to just throw it all away. Yep. For no apparent reason. And it, and then if you decide you want to get back into it, now you've got to invest a lot more of yourself and that money, I guess, that doesn't exist, doesn't really matter for you. Yeah. I'm still not convinced he's a billionaire, by the way, um, that uh, that it's going to take a ton more time and effort to build that that trust and credibility back up. It makes no sense to me at all, any of this. But Hall's right. like. Yeah, it's bold. And the just um, operating on the whims of one person like that. Yeah. Wacky. Yeah, I I mean I I want to I bring this up because his answers were both authentic and very mature. Um yep. I maintain that uh there is the class of 2022 and 2023 are are dudes that you want to keep around. Uh Jordan Hall, Dylan Tatum, we Chance Rucker is a stud at cornerback again in his third start. Um, There's some real meaningful leadership and really good players that Mel did recruit. I'm looking forward, hopefully, to a staff that's able to retain them and use them (laughs) effectively. Uh, But, you know, so that's not to say that, that, like, Jordan Hall got asked the question, and kudos to him for giving an authentic and very mature answer about like what it means to the team, how it does suck. Uh, and, but like what they're doing in spite of it. And that it, like, you know, he's like, Hey, ultimately we're here to go to school and play football. And so we're going to play football. Um, which is the right thing for him to say. Yeah. I, we, we all know everyone who cares knows that, that, that what happened to them is bullshit. Um, but, um, yeah, the the last thing. Now, Plum, you mentioned last week that it was mathematically impossible that this team makes a bowl game. Correct. It is now actually mathematically almost certainly impossible that this team well, makes a bowl some game. Some of us knew what was going to happen, Michael, and weren't afraid uh, to say it. It's unlikely that we would have ended up hiring a coach who was available to coach before a bowl game. But if we were, this loss is also catastrophic. Because that was an opportunity for a coach to get installed, coach for a bowl game, right? evaluate the roster, implement some basics about what their culture is going to be like, and move forward with a recruiting class that's coming in with a built-in new culture. Yep. Uh, this loss sucked. Um, yep. and, it, and it was even worse than it's Rutgers. So, 
Well, and the only upside to any of this, by the way, is just that good. I mean, we needed this. We, 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 they're like, I mean, I think we're at rock bottom now. I don't know if it gets any worse. I mean, I guess we we could get, do you think they're going to start winning? Is there, are we moving up? No, no, but I, but I just mean like now we know what the floor is. Like we're just there, like a loss to Indiana at this point, unless they beat us 48 to zero, like it's not going to be measurably worse, I think, than what we've experienced now. And maybe I'm going to be wrong and fuck it. But at this point, my point is who cares? You've decimated the culture. You've decimated any engagement on the part of the fans. You've decimated the players. They don't care anymore. They don't give a fuck. You've decimated the money that billionaires had, supposed billionaires, that wanted to give it. They're they're out now. Like no one's around. No one's here. Everyone's gone. No one wants to be part of this program. It's fucking dead. So it needed to die. So let it be dead then. But that's my point because there can be no reasonable argument at this point for the retention of any of these people. Harlan, if Harlan Barnett puts his hat in the ring, he should be committed to an insane asylum for the rest of his life. What in what just what are you talking about? Like it's a joke. You're a joke. The program is a joke. The players know it's all a joke. The players themselves aren't a joke because they're here. They're on scholarship. This is their whole fucking career. This is the thing they've worked for better than anybody else. Uh, how how sick must we feel for them? Uh, they're the only non-joke in this, and they're being asked to perform as clowns in a fucking circus. And that's what this has become. So this had to happen. And the annihilation that will happen in Spartan Stadium on Saturday, it's going to be a grotesque, horrible, unredeemable, very bad thing. Uh, And it needs to be. It needs to be so that Alan Haller needs to be fired. Everyone has to be fired in (laughs) athletics. Everybody. Everybody has to be fired because there can be no one left. Tom Izzo needs to go. Tom Izzo needs to coach the football team. I mean, that's the only, that's the end of it. He has all to right, Hondo, programs. settle down. All right, all right. All right, let's let's do a palate cleanse before we get back into things. And That was the talk. whiskey, everybody. Weller, thank you, Josh Kennedy. <coughs> there, actually, let me take this opportunity. <coughs> Perfect opportunity. Yeah. To put in a plug, last night I had some uh, whiskey and, uh, and uh, apple cider. And we're having a little bit more mm-hmm, today. Uh, and I'm having it with a delightful little whiskey from Leonard Skinner. <laughs> this is available oh, this is on the shelves. Um, it's uh, Leonard Skinner's Hell House whiskey. Although um, the label, you might not be able to find it because the label has a bit of a don't dead open inside problem where it says American at hell house legend where it's actually, I think called hell house, American legend. Anyway, the, the, the label is not well designed, but it <laughs> is a perfectly fine sipping whiskey or combined with a nice, autumnal apple cider. Wow. Um, and, uh, we put a little like, uh, you know, because I, I care about the details in food and drink so much, mm. but a little uh, caramel and a little uh, cinnamon sugar on the rim of the of the whiskey glass. It Ew. was delightful. So wow. highly recommend. Go on out to your local lo- location and look for American Hellhouse Legend 90 proof because everything I'm learning is 90 proof now. Uh, I don't think they bottle at 40% alcohol anymore. Basically, mm. everything's... 45 now 
Uh, I, dear listener, you've learned like me something new here, which is Kevin Gregg knows what cinnamon is. Mm-hmm. So, well, cool. uh, no one will be surprised to find out that I did not make those drinks; they were handed to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, should we do that palate cleanser after all? Yeah, let's cleanse. Let's cleanse. All right. Is that palate cleanser watching a true freshman dunk from the free throw line? Is it that where we're going with this? It has to be. It has I mean, to be. My God. Th- that was unreal. Something that must be seen to be believed. Everyone, leave your podcasting app. Go now. Go to Twitter. Go now. YouTube, Twitter. I, I was, uh, I was, uh, when I was at, uh, my my neighbor is an IU grad, and so naturally does not care really about football at all, uh, sure. but only cares about the basketball. Yeah. And uh, uh, I showed him that clip, and he was like, great, can't wait to play this year. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's just a freshman. But uh, so Midnight Madness happened, uh, and Cohen Carr was great. I think there was a there was a portion of it that was just Cohen Carr dunking. Is that give the people what they want? Give them what they want. Bread and circus That's after it. that football game. That's it. Tom knows what he's uh, doing. Yeah. Uh, we are. It, it was basically the Cohen Carr dunk show for like yeah. ten minutes. It seemed like. Yeah. And um, he seemed happy to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here to serve. Uh, uh, I gotta say though, the I'm a little worried. Um, the did you see them all get introduced and they're all wearing their their costumes? Yeah, some of them were very dated references. Like with the exception of Stevie Izzo being Ken from Barbie the movie. Uh, like one of them came out as Pedro. I don't or uh, Napoleon yeah, yeah, Dynamite. Yeah. I was yeah. like. You were born after that movie, that movie. came out. Yeah. Like, you don't know what this is. Yeah. I don't. Think. Tyson Walker yeah. was Flava Flav. Yeah. Like, like, what is this? Like, that I, was it's on almost TV. As if a staffer uh, bought them for them. It mm. it does feel that way. It seems like we need someone younger in charge of that kind of stuff. Like, even Tom Izzo has got to have more of a finger on the pulse of pop culture than whoever furnished those uh really just like spectacularly outdated uh costumes but anyway the, i digress well they, I, they clearly phoned it in because he was batman and then they had robin fralick as robin so like they're they were like just leaning into the the obvious play so mm, whatever okay. uh but uh other good news michigan state has picked up a commitment in jace richardson son of Jason Richardson, which uh, I'm going to let Greg give the breakdown, but this wasn't a sure thing. Uh, Jason Richardson, by all accounts, stayed very much in the background on this and did not pressure his kid to make a decision. So yeah, uh, not fact, a guarantee I, at all. I think according to the uh, to the recruiting services, basically 50-50 shot with Alabama. Um, so looking at a six, three, 175 right now, combo guard, but it sounds I wonder if from... Nate Oates news, maybe swayed that at all. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Uh, say, nah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but it, it sounds like he he means to be like a legit point guard at MSU. So he's a little undersized. I, I did think this was funny. Um, I saw him described as an undersized point guard in a few places. Like he's undersized for the NBA as a point guard. Sure. Sure. But as an MSU point guard at six, three, he's like he's huge. the tallest one of all time, perhaps beside it's yeah. like magic Johnson and then Jace Richardson. Um, so four star on all of the different services, uh, 39th best player in the country and on three 34th on 24 seven. Um, Jonesy, as you mentioned, uh, son, Jason Richardson, which is going to be wild that like his dad's coach is his coach. That's the first one of Tom Izzo's career, which considering how long he's been here is kind of surprising. Yeah. 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 Definitely could have happened before i guess the only other former player's son currently on the roster would be um uh what's his name smith um but tom wasn't head coach then right assistant uh-huh. coach and then apparently was denzel was the other one tom was an assistant for denzel's dad right 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 um interesting he's left-handed um and is quote coming into his athleticism Whatever that means. means. Multiple people said that. Coming in, I, I guess that means that's like. A, that's, a, that's a quote that came from somebody and they're like, oh, that's interesting. I, I Usually it's like relies on his athleticism is something that you hear from young and inexperienced mm. players. But no, coming into coming his into, athleticism. Yeah. Weird. Uh, but can <laughs> apparently. How to jump. Yeah. Apparently operates off the bounce. Uh, so that, that's good. I mean. Maybe not what you want for a for a point guard operating your offense, but um, I mean, very it, exciting. It, it, as much as he may want to be point guard, uh, it's going to be simultaneous with Jeremy yeah. Fears being here. Jeremy and, Fears, right. we've got basically penciled in in that position for the next yeah. three yeah. years. Um, I like, it, yeah, because I don't think we covered that Tom Izzo compared Jeremy Fears to Mateen Cleaves, and right, I, I don't. That's not. Tom does a lot of comparisons. I don't actually recall him making that comparison. I've heard him make like the leadership attributes of Mateen Cleaves. I've heard that a well, few that's, times. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I guess that that was the com- the comp is that he made mm-hmm. is on the leadership as a as a freshman. But um, I don't remember him doing that for a point guard. Uh, I'm sure he said something like that about Draymond, right? Like you could yeah. see that comp, but. I do remember he said that about Kalen Lucas back in the day. Like he was trying to manifest it. Um, mm. Whoops. But the, the probably the more important thing in all of this, the body of work, Tom Izzo is on a recruiting role right now. Of course, we've already got Kurtang, which is one of the all-time greatest names, and Jesse McCullough yep. in this class. He's also working on five-star Bryson Tucker, who has taken only one official visit, and it is to MSU. So it sounds like, it might be like an MSU or potential pro option, G League, Europe, et cetera, for him. Um, but if he comes to, like, that is an extraordinary amount of talent that Tom will have brought in in just two years. Yeah. Um, yeah. So very, very Currently top 10 class. I think you just as seven is seven right now. Um, yeah. So, I mean, of course this year's class that just got introduced at midnight madness his best class since like 16 the bridges class 
Um, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Whoopsies. Uh, but very, very exciting. You got to think like, you know, it's a kind of on one hand, it's kind of weird that Tom's coaching uh, the son of one of his former players. On the other hand, like he's got juice right now. So yeah. like, I think we're all kind of keeping an eye on like how many years does Tom have left? This is encouraging right now. Mm-hmm. Well, Tom literally said, uh, I hear some people enjoy retirement. Other people say they wish they'd coached until they died. And he said, I'm leaning towards the latter. So uh, <laughs> the uh, the one thing about the recruiting class that I want to flag for folks, because I know there's some apprehension that there's not been a true five in the last two classes. Um, I think something to keep an eye on in that is that uh, there's at least three players who probably are going to be at MSU for a while. Well, Mati's potentially has an extra year if he wants it. Uh, and then, and then Jackson and uh, why is his name escaping me? Carson, Carson Cooper uh, yeah. have, have a while left here uh, who, who both will play the five. So I don't know that it's a big deal that we're not landing a five in the past two, this past class and then the, the future class. So um, anyway, uh, let's, uh, let's do that hockey thing. Real quick, and then- yeah, so real quick, um, it was uh, basically impossible to watch these games if you wanted to, um, mm-hmm. which is going to be an ongoing problem for this team. Get yourself out to Munn. Um, but they go on the road and they split a series with Air Force over the weekend. They fell behind really fast. I think they were down three goals Five zip, in the right? first. Well, they were down three goals in the first period um, in the first game. But they like rallied. They made a game of it. They ended up losing five to four. But then in game two, you know, they win against a, as I understand it, uh, like very mature, uh, maybe not fantastic, but like has experience uh, Air Force team. So for a young team finding its legs to kind of go out on the road and win something like that, uh, you got to be pleased. Um, but uh, we'll too. keep an eye. Keep an eye on this. Um, they're back here at Munn against Canisius and then uh, off to Boston College, which will be a quite, quite the, uh, quite the, uh, Big game. the series. Big game. So. Big and then games. it's into Big Ten play. Yeah. Just like uh, that. All right. Let's head off Grand River and we're going to cycle through a few things very quickly. I have to put on here. Brian Hoyer just threw, uh, just picked up a W for the Raiders. Uh, I didn't know he was still in the league. So still in the I league. just want to take a moment to say hats off, Brian Hoyer. God bless you being you. No one thought uh, you could do it. Uh, we're going to do, uh, we're going to alternate some downers and then, and then come out on this on a ranting against people who are fucking annoying. So we're going to go to a downer, Miles Bridges. Ooh, uh, an arrest good. warrant has been issued for Miles Bridges as a result of violating a believe a protective order is what it's uh, mm-hmm. what it is um ultimately the allegation is that he threw pool balls at the vehicle of his girlfriend ex-girlfriend who's to say while his children were inside the vehicle um Can't do so that. and this happened and this happened recently in this january i believe no uh, i thought this happened? happened last week i believe the arrest warrant happened last week but I, I thought the, the incident, event happened. I'm going to double check on this. I think the event happened a little while ago. Please, please fact check me on this. Uh, because 
I was about ready to get real upset with Tom. Um, still upset with Tom, and we can talk about that. Let's assume for the sake of argument that this did indeed happen last week, and that I'm wrong. Uh, oh, yeah. The warrant was originally issued on January 2nd, but not served. Oh, so it did happen in January. Oh. So that means he was back twice? Twice here, at least at least once at the football game for Grind Week in 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 pictures put out by the team. A lot of pictures. Tom, you got to stop, man. Miles, not good. Uh, I, like, and and I say this as I think we all we we remember Miles's decision to come back. We weren't on campus, but like. Rex fact-checking yeah, right now. but like, The criminal summons states Bridges violated a protective order during a custody exchange on October 6th. It alleges he threw billiard balls at his ex-girlfriend's car. So the, the event did happen. Last year. Uh, two weeks ago. Oh, okay. 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 Well, that's, that's better, I guess. But Tom, you gotta well, stop. Well, better for Tom, but it just shows that... Yeah, no, no, it's better for... Yeah, this, that's right. It's better for Tom. That this guy is just my Miles, my man. You are incorrigible. He's got some serious, serious mental health stuff. I mean, that's my God. That's bad. Yeah. Uh, and and it's and it. Uh, I I think it's tough because people are um, complicated. Uh, mm-hmm. In in that like. Miles Bridges brought a lot of fantastic memories, obviously, you know, cared a lot about our alma mater and we all have a tie to that. And, and like, that was really incredible when he chose to come back here um, and seemed like such a nice kid and yada, yada, yada. And those things can all be true in the time that they existed. Yeah. But Tom, like and and you know what, Tom? If you want to be there for him personally, I understand that. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he needs to be on the jumbotron. It doesn't mean he needs to be at events. Like, I don't want to be grind him. week. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to see him on in the stands at, at Breslin Center this year because he's gonna gonna post bail. He's gonna have some time on his hands. I don't want him back here. If you want to let him hang in your office during the game. Fine. By all means. Yeah. But do not put this abuser in front of in front of the community like that. Because it puts people in a real weird position too. Like it puts fans in a weird position. Yeah. What are they supposed to do with that information? Like, you know, what are you supposed to do? They put them up on the Jumbotron, like the ask there, the clearly the ask is clap. Mm-hmm. Real, yeah. real Jeb Bush situation, right? <laughs> like, so, anyway, uh, I, I continue to hope that Miles gets help, but clearly he is not safe to be around his girlfriend, ex girlfriend, whatever. And that is twice now that he's shown a lack of judgment. His ass. A lack of judgment around his children. He's acted violently around his children. Yeah, not, not at his children, but been violent around them. And that's not positive either. And so um, I hope he gets help. And 
that he yep. faces whatever punishment is appropriate for the crimes he's committed. Uh, I will say uh, his ex-girlfriend, partner, whatever, um, was posting some stuff just demonstrating what his attempt at getting into contact with her uh, in, again, violation of whatever this protective order was. He was changing the avatar names on their shared HBO Max account to things like, I'm sorry, please talk to me. And... You know, things like that, basically, like these efforts. Anyway, creative, if nothing else, if nothing else, I've never I've never seen a restraining order violated in that way before. Right. Um, But very abusive behavior. Yeah. uh, Behavior. It fits into the pattern of an abuser. um, Oh, yeah. By a lot. Yep. Uh, All right. Let's move to something that involves punishment that we can smile about. Uh, Kansas. Well, we can laugh about maybe. Yeah, Kansas. Can we smile about it? Has received their punishment from the NCAA for one of what is ultimately a myriad of uh, of instances of illegal recruiting in the days of yore before you could give the bag openly and honestly. Um, It was a different time. It was a different time. And, and you know, just because it was a different time, he still cheated. It, 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 is, it is baffling. Uh, the punishment handed out is uh, officially was, um, let's see, Laughable. Uh, a three-year probation and will have to vacate its 2018 Final Four appearance and wins from the season. Um, and, uh, and the coaches will face no further suspension. Um, so cool, I guess. Uh, I, I, I bring this up only because David Harnes, uh, from Spartans Illustrated was tweeting out that that meant that MSU had the longest active, uh, NCAA tournament appearance streak now. Uh, I don't know that that's true based upon what was said because they vacated the final four appearance and they made mm-hmm. an emphasis on that, but they didn't yeah. vacate the tournament appearance. Right. Uh, and they vacated the wins, but that doesn't mean that they didn't make it to the tournament. Tournaments. Uh, right. It's murky at best. And I would be happy to hang my hat on it if they were more explicit about it, but I'm not willing to do that now. So. I don't know. Uh, all right. Next up on our list, Audrey Dahlgren. Uh, we have come to find out that Audrey Dahlgren has been fired from WLNS as a result of the tweets that she sent out uh, in response to Mel Tucker's attorney's letter about newfound evidence supposedly related to the Brenda Tracy case. I... Uh, I'm curious your uh, both of your thoughts on this because I while uh, we all agree that that Brenda Tracy or not Brenda Tracy uh, that that Audrey Dahlgren acted inappropriately as a journalist losing her job felt extreme you you could have publicly uh suspended her uh forced her to write a retraction mm-hmm. issue a public apology to Brenda Tracy there are a great number of things that you could have done to right the situation. 
but when we're talking about someone losing their livelihood, um, she showed great lack of judgment, but I, I, I'm not in the community, Greg, maybe this is a better question to you, but I, I tend to think that Audrey contributed meaningfully to the community through her work as a journalist. Um, and I, it was unfortunate to see that she was let go as a result of clearly a lack of judgment. But yeah, and I think there's some history about her being perhaps the first or one of the first sports directors at the station, um, which is not insignificant. Um, first female or female? First, pardon first, me. Okay. Pardon me. Yeah. First female, not first ever. Fred Human had that role for like a billion and a half years. Um, so pardon me. But uh yeah, it, it did. I, I suppose it's possible that the station asked for her to issue a, tra- a detraction or issue an apology or something, and she refused to do so, in which case that's the only course. I mean, she issued clarifying tweets and deleted mm-hmm. one. I'd be surprised to find out that she wouldn't right. have fallen on a sword where appropriate. Yeah, the, it was reported by um, uh, Kenny Jackby. Right. The uh, USA Today reporter that uh, him himself is offering, I would say, maybe not entirely unexamined um, uh, uh, takes of his own. Um, But anyway, he said that the news reporter did reach out to Brenner Tracy personally and apologize. I thought maybe that was a little bit far as well, but mm-hmm. um, you know that all the normal folk that you would expect here in mid Michigan uh, chimed in on this one. Uh, and uh, it was good. It was good to see the whole band get back together again. Uh, but I was, you know, Kenny did a bit of a victory lap. It seemed like over this, what a like piece of yeah, shit. Announcing it was goofy himself. It like was goofy. What are yep. you doing? Yep. This is not a yeah, this is this isn't your beat or your job. No. No. But you uh, seem to take a real victory lap over this one, Kenny. And I so and I guess what frustrates me about what happened with Audrey is that Tony Paul still has a job. Mm-hmm. Because Tony Paul wrote articles. Didn't tweet, wrote articles. articles just regurgitating the nonsense that Curtis Blackwell's attorneys fed to him. And then had the wherewithal to write the Donnie Corley puff piece. And so the fact that that bullshit, like, and what's wild is that it was so wrong what he wrote, and there's never been a retraction. No kind of retraction. It still (laughs) exists out there. Um, So I don't know. It's because um, that was the, that was what, the Detroit News wanted to publish. It, that was the plan the entire time. It wasn't just him. It was rotten from the top to bottom over there on that yeah. one. Yeah. Well, I I, uh, I guess I, I lament the fact that Audrey seemed to be a uh, generally a light in the community, uh, well-received, had positive relationships. I, I think she, uh, for, for a TV person, um, brought a little bit more substance than than maybe your average TV bear, if you will. Um, and your average it, TV bear. That's an industry uh, term, listeners. Yeah. Uh, and it's unfortunate to see her go. Uh, I wish her well, and I hope she finds a 
I mean, the thing is, is that she was fired for a thing that now could make it really hard for her to find another job. And and that's where I'm like, she lost her livelihood. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you you think the big 10 network, because she also, she moonlights as a sideline reporter for the big 10 network. You think they want this smoke? They don't want this smoke. Not for someone, not for a sideline reporter. That's for sure. So I would expect to start seeing her less and less or not at all on the sidelines for big 10 network games. But yeah, she's going to have to work her way back up. And I, and I assume that I assume that Audrey had other (laughs) media markets who called and before all of this. Yeah. Um, And so I think she came from uh, St. Louis. Oh, spent some time in St. Louis, came back. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, uh, Okay, last thing. We're going to be real brief on this. I just want to, because just everyone's so fucking insufferable in this story. The State News, if you don't know, the State News and the Daily play a touch football game every year before the Michigan-Michigan State game. You would only know about this if you're on Twitter and you follow people who worked at one of these places because they make a giant deal out of this dumb game. Dumb game that no one cares about except for the people who play or played in this game. If Plum and I started talking about Model UN on here, that's the level to which yep. that, that like no one to, cares. To, to no new cares. listeners, they have done that though in the past. So we don't have. let them <laughs> indulge in this. It, boys state, it's different. Anyway, um, so apparently uh, the state news privately said, hey, we don't really want to play this year. Uh, and there could be a variety of reasons for that. Uh, it sounds like the game actually maybe gets a little aggressive for a touch football game. And the daily brings a lot more people than the state news. And maybe, maybe they're just dorks over at the state news. Also really willing to indulge that theory above all others. Uh, but they said, let's write a joint op-ed. And then the daily put them on blast. Because they're also the worst. Yeah. Like, state news, dorks, daily, shitty. Uh, And then it got all the alumni really invested in this. And I just want to say that all of you are terrible and truly insufferable. That's all I have on it. Do you all have anything else on this? No. Let's all shut the fuck up about that. No one cares. (laughs) All right. Greg, do you want to preview Michigan and then we'll do these bajillion Twitter questions? Uh, here's what I have written down <clears throat> for the Michigan preview. Because um, it's hate week. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only of so ourselves. you hate doing the preview. <laughs> uh, but of, of doing this work. Um, bullet number one. They believe that they are good. Bullet number two. They are booty hole as a program. Sub bullet. <laughs> I do not care for them. Sub bullet. JJ is doo-doo face. I don't, I don't have any interest in this. I don't have any interest in this game. If we win, it'll be because like truly you do just throw out the stat sheets during these rivalry games. But I don't expect that will happen because this team can't even beat teams that it's better than on the road. Or, or with leads. So there's no reason to think that we should win this game. It's going to be difficult to be in the stands at Spartan Stadium. And this is the first time 
I think truly the first time in like 12 or 13 years or longer that I don't really think we have a shot. I've thought that we were going to win almost every year. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple where I was like, eh, maybe, maybe it's possible we drop this one. But this one's different because we're at Dante's 15th level <laughs> program right now. The only thing I'll say is that what happened last year with the way they acted like who they are. Mm-hmm. They really showed who they are. As it says that here, booty may- hole as a program. Maybe. Maybe. For all of those guys, maybe the team shows up. That said, I don't trust the coaching staff to be able to coach its way out of a paper bag. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Five guys making a million dollars on that sideline. We have a question. It's gonna, I'm going to get triggered in a second. So, all right, let's get into Twitter questions. Mike Jones asks, what does Ross Ells have on this university still have a job? I don't know. But, like, truly, it must be, like, disgusting. Next up. Usually, I'd just be angry and upset we lost that game. Today, I just feel bad for the kids, the coaches. Uh, have completely let them down. It's such a poorly coached team to imagine that we have some of the higher paid coordinators and offensive line coach is just ridiculous. Hashtag urban or bust. Yeah, Mike, uh, thank you. As has happened again, you've basically summarized the thesis of this episode episode. in one sentence. Um, So could have just started with Twitter questions, I think. Honestly, with the number, we could have. Uh, next up from Mike Jones, uh, I'm glad we've been keeping the playbook simple. Michigan will never know what hit them when Jay Johnson opens up the back of the book, right? With a somebody kill me, please gif. Yeah. Um, it do feel like that. Yeah. And then finally from the Mike Jones, uh, has a team ever fired two coaches in the same season? Can we be the first? Quote, That was a time in the game when you go for an onside kick. Barnett said Harlan wouldn't be able to coach himself out of a paper bag. (laughs) Yeah, I think Harlan just forgot what the score was. I think he just didn't know what the score was. Or or Harlan's not in control and Ross Ells picked the coverage. Yeah. Yeah. That was the second time that... Yep. Next up, Spartan Wire asks. Oh, let me ask this, this one. Jonesy, Spartan Wire asks, after mm-hmm. this loss, is Urban, Wire, is Urban Meyer still on your no-fly list? Spartan Wire, first, I want to thank you for being a regular listener, apparently. Uh, I'm warming to the idea. Oh, do yes. it. Do yes. elaborate, my Michael Jones. Lord and my God. Greg uh, brought me around a fair amount last week on the notion. On the you can't notion. see it, everyone, but Plum just put his head in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it here. Greg brought me around on the notion that... Uh, there's plenty of other programs, uh, Ole Miss, uh, that 
do whatever they want to do and hire. Just a reminder, Chris Beard has a job. Uh, and he's a piece of shit. We are but, not advocating to ever hire Chris Beard under any circumstances for the record. Oh, that's where right. you're going to draw the line, you fucking schmucks. But some people have raised some interesting points about Urban, which is it's not like Urban coached a place and won. Urban coached a lot of places and dominated at all of those places until he got to the pros. And you know what? Here's the thing. Some people have gone to the pros and not done well there. Nick Saban is a comp. I- Highly among them. But Saban's record was not quite as truly atrocious as Urban Myers was. Well, Urban... I'm not sure Nick Saban kicked any of his players in the head either. Actually, there were player safety things going on at that time. I think someone accused him of, like, stepping over a guy in pain or something like that. I don't remember. Uh, But that's because he's just... He doesn't see... Because he's a robot. Football robot. Yeah, he's a robot. (laughs) (laughs) but but i i just uh urban is still low on my list uh but he's not off it he's not off it anymore i think i will say for me to for me to co-sign on urban i need to hear from like it urban needs to do something he won't do which is to say i've made mistakes it like yeah he's not for him to work for him to he work in this university, point. he would need to acknowledge that he wish he'd done some more ethical things in the past. Particularly, and the thing that I care most about is Zach Smith. Right. Uh, it, it is, but the other the other challenge I would have in the interview process, and this is the thing about Urban, is that he still needs to win the interview. Because a fair critique is that no one likes him. Mm-hmm. Like, no one likes him. And in this particular day and age with NIL and the transfer portal being available for a one-time transfer without a, a sit-out year, you can't be an asshole in the same way and expect people to just stay because they can just leave. So you would need to say, hey, Urban, how is your philosophy about player treatment changed in light of the new circumstances? And he needs to win that part of the interview. Mm-hmm. So, but... There's no reason that I'm on board with the notion that Michigan state has every right to win. It has the money. It has the resources. It has the facilities. It has the alumni engagement. And if we want dedicated alumni still willing to subject themselves to this football team right now, we, we, we don't have meaningful advertisers for this podcast with a decent listenership. And we continue to do this bullshit week after week, watching this insufferable team. And you know what? The last two years of basketball haven't been great either. And we it, like we love this university, and we are not alone in that. And so this, we deserve nice things. We deserve I can't winning. Believe that you would make that sponsor uh, comment yeah. after I talk about Leonard Skinner's American Hell House legend. 90 proof legend. We have we have the only sponsor we need. We have the only sponsor we will ever need. I cannot. After Plum's wedding, I'm going to be all back in on uh, the Mike Jones train because he has, I think, multiple boxes for me. It's got 
Rugged Roots. Rugged Roots. Uh, let me just say this. We do deserve to win. We do deserve nice things. I still don't believe that Urban Meyer is the guy who's going to get us the the nice things that we deserve in the way we deserve it. But maybe this is the way we deserve it. And the last thing I'll say is if there's one, this is my only coming around on this. He's still on my no fly list, but, but I I guess I'm also tip. I'm putting my toe in the water to say this. If there's anyone, if there's anyone that I believe can get Steve San Andre into a room and just beat the piss out of him with his penis, it's urban Meyer and Urban Meyer will do it in a way that Steven St. Andre will be begging the program yeah, we'll to look. get, let me give you more billions of my, my pretend money to fund NIL and everything else. I believe Urban Meyer can make it happen because Urban Meyer is dead behind the eyes. And this is why he treats people the way he treats them and why everyone is meat to him because he's, he's the same kind of robot, but worse in some moral way. And uh, there are upsides to that. They're I, they're they're not good ones, but they will be effective at winning. And if that's the goal here, then I I don't disagree that he'll do that. I just Can don't we, know. I real, want that. real quick, because I, I know we're going to do another urban thing here, but the uh, couch has been saying very publicly that the urban push, which is filtered down to social media for people who are connected to donors, is coming from Matt Ishbia. Dude, wants I to think win. that's. Yeah, I mean that's that's interesting to me because I I still maintain that I'm conceptually open to Urban Meyer now, but I, I just don't know it, this idea that it has to be Urban is so stupid. Yeah, yeah that's so and that's a stupid thing. It, you're a simple you're a simple person if you believe that. And that's for right. the record, just to make sure the last week uh, my rant was not mischaracterized. I'm not advocating for Urban. I was just putting forth. An argument for why someone might. It and it feels like the argument of someone who has a billion works. plus dollars that yeah. it's like, oh, I just buy the I, I just buy the thing. I buy the thing buy that the wins. Thing. And now we win. Yeah, yeah uh, and, and that Spartan, feels stupid. Jonesy Spartanmeyer wants to know after this uh or no, he wants Deep Waters of EL wants to know, uh, where is Urban at this very moment? Probably, Probably helping in, in his bar. Yeah. You know, knuckling. <laughs> saddling up. Uh, although hopefully deep waters of Yale, he's also out there helping you get a new Twitter handle. Cause that, that's brutal. That sucks. Uh, I'm so <laughs> yeah. sorry. Uh, Munfield keg wants to know, was there a time during the game where you actually thought we would win? Yes. No. That first, there was for me, there was no, for me, there was that first drive. Kate Hauser's first drive that resulted in a touchdown. I thought, Oh, thank God he did it. At the, uh, to the people that I was watching the game with, uh, I put down a what I thought was going to be a reverse jinx at the beginning of the fourth quarter, pointing out how much game time was left and how uh, we were going to screw it up and we were going to lose. And I thought, that's right. true. That's Wait, true. But Greg, maybe it can, will become wrong. That was my hope. Can you please share the story of what you said to them that led them to leave just early enough from your home? I was uh, watching the game with one of my college roommates and his family, and I informed his parents. One of my college roommates as well. Yes, from from our time together. I informed the parents uh, that there was going to be a flurry of very loud swears that were going to happen at the end of the game, and that they just needed to know that that was what was going to take place. If if there was a loss, I think you said that we were winning at that point in time. We were. We were, but it... (laughs) 
things were trending in the direction that they went. And wouldn't you know it, they walked out the door with seconds sticking off the clock. <laughs> They're like, well, we'll go now. We'll go now. <laughs> next up from Cedar Village Bagel, uh, it has never been more over until next week when it will be more over, over, it will be more no. over again. No, I maintain that. I maintain that. This we're at is the floor. This, yeah, this is the floor. Yeah. Everything uh, else we know will be bad. It, we didn't, we couldn't have foreseen it, but now we know this is it. Carpenter Jarrett wants to know, why is Jordan Hall the only player on defense that can make a tackle? He's the only player with internal motivation and drive, apparently. He's, he's yeah. getting that tape out so he can transfer. Yeah, probably. And good for him. And that's what they should be doing. That's why they shouldn't be quitting. And frankly, this might be good. If Kate Hauser does throw a couple pick sixes, that's good for us because at least then we're getting reps with him, but no one's going to want him. You know, no one's going to come calling in the portal. So him not performing well or more middling at best is good. It's experience and it keeps him keeps him with us, which is really the only thing that we we really need. Well, related to that, Carpenter Jarrett's next question is, do you think the wide receivers or quarterback are worse on the team? The wide receivers. Wide receivers. For sure. Yeah. 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 Not I, trying. Yeah. Montori Foster just sitting on the fucking ground with his thumb up his ass, looking around like, duh. Kill. Did I just drop I, the ball? Fuck, fuck, fuck. So nope. there was not that reaction. That's the problem. I want there to be a visceral reaction when the football comes out. I want there to be like a, ah, yeah, like a surge. I want him to you. throw his helmet on the ground in frustration with himself, but they don't yep. seem to be mad at themselves. They said, yep. eh, keep chopping. Yep. Fuck off. Next up from Jason P. Was there a time during the game where you actually thought that we would win? Um, oh, uh, oh, did, did I do did that I, twice? Uh, or double check on that. And I'll move on to Lions Super Bowl. Uh, Plum, Lions Super Bowl wants to know, should Spartans be relegated to Division 2? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know because we'll never get back up. That's the reality. Like, if this relegation thing actually happens, like, we're, and I know, I know that's not really a serious question, but, like, we'll never get back up. We'll never be able to recruit our way back up. Never. And so, no. So, well, God, God, no. But we deserve it. We do deserve it. Speaking of relegation, oh. Dear Bear wants to know, do you think this game should have been been on the peacock on the peacock that would have been nice that would have been good yeah yep anywhere we can all right go hey we got to do mun uh mun keg field or munfield keg again because uh it was jason p that was correct munfield ah. keg was not so uh munfield keg says we bought him uh, we completely bottomed out with bobby and john l and i honestly thought after the d'antonio hire and success we wouldn't see that low uh, see a low that low ever again so now I'm back to square one. How do we prevent this from happening again? Or is it just MSU football's DNA? I don't buy the I, DNA. I, I don't buy the DNA. Because we have a history of success, actually, at times. And, and we're better resourced now. Yeah. And, and preceding Bobby and John L was Nick Saban. So I just... I don't know. You know, I'll say this. I think it's the administration. I don't think we have a culture of, of I, I think we do, or we're starting to now, and I hope whoever this new president is comes in with the expectation of the athletics program as a winning program. But I think we've had academicians in leadership in the administration who haven't cared about athletics. They haven't cared about winning. And so they've allowed the rot to set. And that's really what you've seen. That's why you see this regression to poor performance because it's happened at the end or in the middle of or throughout the course of the tenure of the coach 
you know, D'Antonio at the end, John L. Smith defined his legacy. Um, you, so that, that, that's the reality. If there isn't accountability, then this is what you get. And this is probably the same for every program. Um, but so I don't know who asked a minute ago, like, can you fire another coach? You should, you should, why not? Why not fire? Why not fire Barnett? Why not? Yeah. yeah. It, it can't be worse. It couldn't possibly get worse. So let's, what does accountability look like? These guys aren't your friends, Alan, like you're the boss. And if you can't be the boss, then you're gone too. So heads have got to roll and it's, and you think that's bad. I, it just, but it isn't, it's, it's called accountability. You're paying people millions of dollars. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. It's insane. Here's my thing on the question of, is this in MSU, MSU football's DNA? I've got to point out again for the third week ah. that this is a program that had to shoot itself in its junk mm-hmm. to lose a game like this. Like the MSU football's DNA is a baseline eight win, nine win program. And for it to fall this significantly is an outlier. That's why it feels the way that it does. This should not be happening by any account. Um, you know, Greg Shannon was crying in the rain after beating MSU. Uh, so I know it hurts and I know that there's precedent for it as well, but like it's because it's just so profoundly stupid that it bothers us so much. Um, next up from Lions Super Bowl, should Spartans be relegated to Division Two? That's what we just talked about. Uh, Dare Bear wants us to know Peacock. Okay, I already did those. The Detroiter wants to know just simply why. Why did you say Peacock earlier? Because you should have. Uh, I don't know. Review the tape on that. Yeah, I said it. Uh, the reason why. Yeah. The Detroiter is because you've sinned. You know. You know what you did. You know what you yep. did. And now, now we're all Do you think just this wallowing in it. Theory, Plum scheduled his fucking wedding on the yep. U of M game. And that. You're welcome. I that live to serve. Different. I live to serve. Uh, Next up, Verbose the- Dutch asks, what is, so far, <laughs> important caveat, the worst loss of the Mel era, 22 Indiana, 23 Iowa, 23 Rutgers, or other. I'm going to add a couple other contenders to this. So there's 20 Rutgers, yep. which was his first game. First game. Uh, I would add... Uh, 22 Minnesota. 20, I'd add we yeah, got 22 Minnesota, and I'd add 20 Iowa, where I think they punked us 49 zip or something. Um. I so I think Indiana is the answer for a lot of people. It is not my answer. Minnesota would be on that list or this loss. And Unless you're and I think Michigan. do are we including extracurriculars in this? You know what, honestly, so I will the fucking tunnel is just another incident of the lack mm. of attention to detail and discipline and fucking culture problem. Yeah. Like, I know we all got really defensive about the culture bit because, but like, it's, I mean culture differently than how. Right. Than it was being used meant. at that time. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, 
No, for me, I, I I said to you both after the game that normally after a loss, I you know I'll, I'll still go out in public. I'm still wearing my Michigan State stuff. Like I still love my school, but this was the first time that I was like, I kind of want to change. I don't. Mm. But like, that's not about been... this game itself. It's about the body of work right now. It's about this game in the context of the last three. You know. Yeah. Yes. You're right. You're right. It is. A, it's a. It's a culmination of the same the same thing over and over and over again just you can choose it's a smorgasbord verbose dutch it's rough out there do you guys have an Um, answer i think mine would be minnesota last year or indiana last year something like that the uh oh god yeah a minnesota game fuck i mean pj fleck like that was bad because he's just confident enough and to, do that to, us. to end the game in the first yep. like 10 minutes. Yep. Yeah. I, I found myself doing something I thought I would never do, which is I booed the players. I booed them. And I just, I couldn't believe I did that. Low point. Yeah. Low point for me. Next up Zeke's fan page. Can we get Zeke some more TV time and just skip any special teams play? I, I want to propose something different here, Alex. Have we considered an Air Bud situation? Oh my God, the savior because, that you know, this team needs. You know who wouldn't have fucked up that kick? Yeah, you know who Zeke wouldn't have kept fucked up that. Zeke would have caught that kick. Air Bud. I, I just good. I think we gotta we gotta con- consider it. Uh, next it up down. is Kat- uh, Katrina. I'm gonna say Hera. Hereha. Let's go with Hereha. Uh, who asks, does D'Antonio not want to be more involved? I think you should have more to say. Uh, Katrina, I, I would love for D'Antonio to be more involved because even, even bad D'Antonio was better than this in so many ways. But I don't know that <coughs> he doesn't know most of these players. And most of these players don't have a connection to him. And so for him to take over culturally would be just such a, a a shift. And clearly if he if he upped his salary by as much as he did just for being there without a headset, I think he would have cost more than Harlan Barnett to take over the remainder of the season. I think he says it's gonna be another mill to put a headset on. <laughs> That's my guess. I almost right. wonder then like what why is he here? That's right. Yeah, because yeah, no, we're that, not getting that, anything out of it. We're not getting anything out of it. That's right. Yep. Yeah, at this point, you fire Harlan Barnett, you fire Ross Ells, you fire Scotty Hazelton and Jay Johnson, and you just let Mark coach the whole team in every position group. That's it. Uh, Katrina last asks, can we salvage this season? And you nope. have to steal see, see my previous answer. That's the salvage. That's it. That's yeah, the only you'd way. You'd have to steal one against the big three. Right? Yep. Yeah, I'm not even talking works. making a bowl game. You need to Two. steal one. For for me to call the season salvaged after this, it would need to be two. Hmm. What if they? It, what if you steal one and you beat the all? What if you make a bowl? Steal one and beat the other teams that you think. No, you I think that's beat. worse. No, I think that's worse. I, I don't think that's salvaged uh, because making a bowl was was already within the realm. Just looking at our schedule, making a bowl at six games, going to the toilet bowl would have been possible. It could have happened. And the fact that we've collapsed in this fashion, like getting back into it because Ohio State or Michigan or Penn State has a meltdown, which 
I mean, Ohio State, maybe the one exception to that, but the other two have every year. So, okay, great. But I, that's not, that's them. That's them losing, not us winning. Let's be explicit about that. So this is where we deserve to be. There's nothing salvageable about where we're in. Next up from Eric Pratt. I'm going to ask this question apparently and then answer it myself. Uh, why do we do this to ourselves? And we've, we have. Is this as us as fans or as the team? I think as fans, uh, we've had uh, quite the indulgence and self-loathing this episode and it is deserved, but I will add Eric. As we've said before, this is when you prove your medal. These are when you earn your bona fides as a fan. Anyone can root for the team after they win the Rose Bowl. It's the real idiots that are sitting here right now <laughs> listening to this, this podcast. We want to thank all of you who submitted questions. Next uh, up, next up Stephen. Go ahead. Host. Uh, Stephen Douglas, uh, can we fire all the coaches and just give the money to the players? Mm. Well, I don't know why we can't fire Rossell's and give that money to the players. Izzo always says, player coach team, best team. Yeah. 575 ought to be enough to spread around. Uh, next up from GP Sparty, why can't we at least fire Rossells? We can. We can. There's no reason not to. Literally, he's not being helpful. I mean, let's be clear. Like, you could have no one coach the, that, that position group. Okay. And? What 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 the fuck is different? What what tell me what is different from no one coaching it or Ross Ells coaching it? I, Why couldn't I, a grad assistant do it? I I would have I would have pushed back on you on truly like I, you're not being I have you're not being hyperbolic like no I'm not I don't because just I'm I'm literally asking like the gaffes like the, what what could possibly the active harm that he has done to the program is wild it's it it, because it what you see out there is the absence of coaching literally Uh, almost anti-coaching it is as if he's acting like with intention to harm us uh next up i'm going to take this one is from gilly worst position coach on the team that would be the coach of our nickel uh backs ross ells uh (laughs) gilly uh, All right, I'll read this next one. Sparks Levante. <laughs> <laughs> next up, Andrew Gardner. <laughs> Has anybody reckoned with the idea Michigan is likely going to win the national championship this year? Ooh. Pass. No. No way. They're going to Michigan this up. Yeah. I didn't put this in the preview because I didn't want to spend time on it. But, like, truly, they they have had a beneficial schedule to date. And yeah. you know what? After this week, they're going to have a beneficial schedule still. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although beating us isn't going to do anything for their strength of schedule. Let's be explicit about that. So we have that's that. what I mean. There's a small, small victory. Yeah, they still haven't proven that they can beat anybody after they beat us. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, Spartan Mark says, fire L's. That is all. Do not care if it is somehow if it somehow results in worse special teams play. It's a matter of principle at this point. You cannot, on a weekly basis, drop turds like this that cost games and keep your job. I have a question. Is it fair for us to put out the University Department of Athletics phone number? I mean, why couldn't people be calling the athletics department and just screaming, why haven't you fired Ross Elves? Why am I donating? Uh, frankly, anyone that pays tickets has a legitimate, like, think about it. If I was a customer, if I paid money for something, and this was the product, wouldn't you call and insist on a refund or some accountability? Like, hey, do you know that your your, your product is that reliably consistently bad? 
I, you know, you you would call someone, frankly. So I, maybe that's uh, maybe that's what we do. Maybe you should. Uh, everyone well, should be calling the athletics department. So uh, look, the uh, Spartan ticket office is one eight hundred Go State or five one seven three five five one six one zero. And if you happen to buy tickets and you want to call and say if Ross Ells isn't fired, I will buy the yeah, next day. Then I to won't the opponents. Be, and I won't renew next year. Like, yep. because they're going to say, well, you know, he's going to be, he's going to be fired, obviously, at the end of the season. Yep. No, no, no. Now you can call 1 800 Go State or 517 355 1610. You can also fax them at 517 432 2232 or email them at tickets at MSU. Oh my God. Hold on a second. We need to begin a can't read, can't write campaign to fa- flood the ticket office with faxes that just say fire L's. That's it. Fax fire L's to five. What is it? Five one seven three five five. That we need to do that. That's it. That's the campaign. Five one seven four three two 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 three two is how you fax or tickets at msu.edu. I just want to also. Can we? Why have we not examined that L's is his last name, as in losses taking uh, taking L's? (laughs) That's Uh, all. Why have we not examined why? Maybe this is on us. Maybe he's been telling us the whole time. The whole time. Uh, All right. Next, next up, Kurt Wisniewski. Why doesn't MSU have the balls to leave Ross Ells and decaf Dumbledore and Piscataway with Tony Soprano? I'm going to read them together. Why not fire Harlan now and have Hawkins just coach out? I don't know that Hawkins deserves plaudits anymore. Yeah. Yeah. At this point. Than, didn't we just say something about the wide receivers? Yeah. yeah. I yep, mean, yep, yep, sure. Yep, yep. Jaden Reed, but Jaden Reed wasn't a Hawkins recruit. Keon Coleman lost him. Uh, and uh, uh, who's um, uh, Jalen Naylor, also not his recruit. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Next up, yep. uh, uh, Johnny John Ebbeby. Ebbeby. I thought it was Ebbleby. John wants to know. Yeah, Greg, what's he want to know? Yeah, what does he want to know? He does a swear. Like the swears that I did after the game. Yeah. Ah, uh, big one. A big swear. The big one. Well, he wants to know. And we don't have the answers for you, my friend, but we share in your hate. Next up, Ali. Does Ross Ells have nude and OnlyFans profile links of all the other members of the staff? That we kind of speculated this. We did speculate. And you that. said the quiet part out loud, Ali, and that's why we... That's why we appreciate it. Can we go back and celebrate decaf Dumbledore? Yeah, that was good. It was very good. Very, very, very good. Uh, But as someone who drinks decaf regularly, I'm upset. Uh, Second up from Ali, would you rather, one, good offensive line, two, good tackling in space, or three, good special teams? I want just passable special teams. I just Mm -hmm. want operating special teams. So from there, I'll take good tackling in space. Oh, I want the good offensive line because I'm tired of uh, Nate Carter not having anywhere to fucking run. Oh, okay. Uh, next from Carl, you do too much, bro. If Ross L's used, uh, if Ross L used his call from jail to solicit you, what's the <laughs> meanest and most biting thing you could possibly say to him while leaving his paltry ass in the clink? I would tell him that I was on my way. So he would have the false hope that oh, he would soon yeah. be coming to oh, get him. That's, that is mean. Yep. That is mean. Yep. Um, I've, I've fantasized 
about what's the meanest thing that I could look into Rossell's eyes and say. Um, and it it's deeply personal. Um, yeah. It involves yeah. like family and friends, them <laughs> being there, them agreeing with me. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's right. All of those things. That's uh, not good. Next up from John Hubbard, Kaden Hauser for president. People are saying, people are, listen, Joe Biden is old. And you know who's not old? Kate Nauser. Fortunately, not 35. So, but he will. He'll get there. He'll get there. He'll well, be 35 John, one day. John doesn't know these requirements because he's not much of a history or presidential guy. So, no, nope. um, no, nope. just like us. Not very he smart. He wouldn't understand those. No, nope. wouldn't understand those things. All he's right. Next up. Read up on that kind of stuff. Thomas Zambiasi. How do I get back the time I've spent watching the past three games? Uh, you can go into the bathroom when it's dark at night and you turn in a circle holding a candle Mm. and you say three times, you turn in a circle, you say Spartan football, Spartan football, Spartan football. And it kind of rewinds a little bit. The world will turn backward. The, uh, the mirror will bleed (laughs) and, um, you will be given back your time. SD4L. SD4L. Or that. Or that. Yeah, or you that. can do that too. Yeah. And it just costs you your soul, but it's worth it. But it's worth um, it. Um next time up back. from Thomas. How long should I even bother tuning in for next week's game? Tom, Tom, come to my wedding. Come on over to the wedding. Just come on over. You know where it is. You you know the time. You know the place. Just show up. Have a drink on us. You don't need to watch the game. Let's just you, dance. You got the mixer. Will there be the, TVs the there? Drinks. No, there won't be any TVs there, but there will be some fireplaces filled with candles. That's the same fucking thing at this point. Same fucking thing can i take one be 5g pour the wax on myself you can you can uh, last up is um's frisbee dog a tacit admission that our sideline entertainment is vastly superior to a sing-along of a very mid song from 2004 the mr Brightside thing is weird like as they sing it to themselves do they bother looking at the lyrics it's like when they use the stock down emoji as their m uh like, yes what? Do you give any of the things that are so you <laughs> critical thought? How do these things happen? Why are you celebrating a market crash, you absolute fucks? So yeah, that's good. That's I don't know that that thing is actually like a religious symbol let's, or something like that, but no, it looks like market stocks. Crash. Market crash. crash. Uh, next up, Spartan 18770. Do we still think Courtney Hawkins is him? It seems we came like to this no. in the questions, but, yep. but yeah. we're trending yep. neither, out. Neither him nor her. Sorry. Would you keep it for? Would you keep him from Nick Marsh though? Yes, but only for Nick Marsh. And frankly, again, think about the accountability side of it. You know, maybe he maybe he decides to coach, be like an active coach under someone that requires him to. You know, who knows? Uh, what happened to our preseason highly thought of defensive line? Well, you can't defend things if you have to play a the solid 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not reasonable. And uh, probably apropos of nothing, Spartan 18770 wants to know, where can I buy batteries in bulk? Asking for a local media personality. Do we want to explain this or no? Go for it, John. Uh, so uh, Mike Valenti, still chasing that high from 2006, uh, said that he... he he wouldn't attend uh if you were a u of m fan he wouldn't attend the night game at spartan stadium uh because i don't know because he's an idiot uh and that batteries would be thrown 
I, I think he was conflating the Eagles with whatever. He's an idiot. Uh, I mean, we're too love dead that 2006 inside. rant. We're too dead inside to cause much of a scene this this week. So I wouldn't. But it, it is like a lot of tailgating that's going to be available. So. Uh, next up from Joe Ashworth after today, today's performance, should Shiano be on the short list for head coach? No, thank you. No, Cause he cries. My coach does not cry <laughs> in the rain after beating a team without a head coach. Good God. Did he even beat us? Really? No, no. Like, uh, which is what I was saying before about the program differences. Next up from Joe Ashworth, uh, you never really seem to discuss basketball recruiting. What are your thoughts on Jace Richardson? Joe, that's true. Thank you for the the feedback. Uh, but I think we covered it a little bit there. I, I think also in fairness, uh, basketball recruiting classes are much smaller and we tend to only cover kids who have actually committed mm -hmm. as a general rule. Uh, mm -hmm. So we just, we don't go down the board. Uh, but as my wife has reminded me, sometimes this podcast does like to fixate on young boys. So, mm -hmm. you know, Joe, appreciate the feedback, but I also get pushed the other way as well. Um, next from Jason Fry, I know there's hope because an unknown new coach brings hope and the unknown is undefeated. Uh, but these past two seasons, but... Are these past Are these two, two seasons worse than the last two seasons of John L. Smith? With age comes wisdom, maturity, and a lack of naivete. So I'm in a better headspace now. But this seems worse. It's bad. I don't know. I mean, Alan Haller was only a police officer then, so maybe he doesn't remember how those days were. Um, I don't know. Uh, I remember in one of those years we lost at home to an Illinois team that hadn't won a game on the road in the Big Ten in like four or five years at that point. That seemed like a, a Juice low. Williams team. Um, I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, Jason, I still have hope. Uh, Michigan State does have the money and resources to, and and Alan Haller's other hires have been interesting and inspiring. So I'm holding out hope that he does the same here. So John L's last year had opened the season with wins against Idaho, Eastern, and at Pitt, um, and then lost in Jonesy's favorite game, the Notre Dame uh night game in the rain. Lost this Illinois game that I just referenced. Lost at Michigan. Lost to Ohio State. Won at Northwestern. That was like the all-time greatest comeback game, I think. Yep. And then lost at Indiana, Purdue, Minnesota, Penn State. Basically lost out the rest of the year. So, um, Also bleak. Also bleak. It's open to interpretation which one's worse. That uh, next up, AT. game that was a Troy Smith Heisman winning campaign, and mm. it was annihilation. Though I'm seeing here that it's only 38 to 7. Continue, Nate C. MSU hockey only split with Air Force because those I can't effing academy douche nozzles had hot sticks. 
I'm saying it because I know you want to, but you can't out of respect. You're welcome for my service. Nate, <laughs> we want to say thank you for your service. Um, Nate, if you can... It's because just, airplanes in, don't like boats and boats don't like airplanes. They That's don't go together. About. They don't go together. Except but for when they do. Except for they when they do. We have the airplanes that land on the boats. That's right. Yeah, and we play yeah, basketball so why, on those boats. Why doesn't the Air Force just have boats? It seems like mm. the Navy's not really needed anymore because the Air boat Force, Force. Just have boats. No. Boat Force, that's the new one. Wait, and last up wait, for Nate you... C. Go ahead, finish your... Oh, I just want I want to know, Nate, could you clarify, do you like the Marines or the Air Force less? You can just slide into the DMs, let me know. Yeah, that's good. And last up from Nate. When will you join my campaign for shuffling half of the money we spend on football into basketball and hockey? We've missed out on too many national championships already. Football isn't required. Look at Duke in North Carolina. North Carolina is ranked in football. They're in the top. Uh, God, you uh, are also. I don't think. Gremlin. I don't think basketball is hurting for money or resources right now. Yeah, um, and we want to hire Duke's football coach because they're they're also doing well. There are flaws in this one, Nate C. <laughs> Sorry, I know you've been on boats. Um, yeah. Next up from the protector guy. When does basketball start? We're seventeen days out, something like that. Mm, soon. So it soon. is soon. And uh, how soon can we get a new coach in place? Well, Jonesy, your new favorite uh, is available now-ish, right? Immediately. Yep, immediately. I, I suspect we'll be post-Thanksgiving. Is He's got we'll a TV a... contract. Yeah. He's got a TV uh, contract. Jer Bear. Uh, or wait. Uh, yeah, Jer Bear. Uh, Cone Car versus Rocket Ship. Who has more raw power? Cone Car. Yep. It's People are saying. QED. Uh Next up from Jerbear, are we beta to not want to work at a place that embarrasses you constantly with who they put in power? Thank you. Is there a new? That's... Thank you. Thank you. There's not been a hire. There's not been a presidential hire, right? No, 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 not yet. But I think, isn't that the point? I think his, his point, I think, goes back to the larger narrative around urban and everything else. Like, Kim, why, why am I a piece of shit for wanting someone with a moral like compass. Yeah. You know, yeah. what we've missed in all of this is the Deadspin article about uh, Pat O'Keefe and his text messages to Rima. Oh, um, you right. We did miss that. Oh my Pat God. O'Keefe. Can we just real quick aside on Pat O'Keefe? Yeah. Second time Pat O'Keefe. Second time Pat O'Keefe has attempted to use Title IX as a cudgel instead of anything about actually supporting victims of sexual assault or sexual harassment. Pat O'Keefe is the real piece of shit in this narrative. Yep. Trying to use this as a way to settle some obvious personal beefs that he has with people still in the administration. Truly just the worst. And it's so weird that he and Rima Vassar have this like buddy thing. It's the strange. It's the strangest thing. Uh, and, and finally from Jer Bear, who is the Adam Nightingale of football? Hire that guy. Uh, Great. I like this because it it's actually more like mm-hmm. interesting a thought than uh, a lot of, you know, the press out there about who we should hire um, or even the idea of hiring Urban Meyer. Honestly, it, it's got more more vigor in it, um, but that would be good right now. I would sign up for that uh, next up from CT and TC who asks my wife. A MSU alum, which Typo. wouldn't be, Should be alumna, an alumna, and MSU Anna. alumna. Oh, yeah. and um, not uh, who's can't read, can't write. CT, come on now, Michigan men, my God. 
has her birthday, the day of the game. How screwed am I? Well, I want to congratulate her for being born on the day of my upcoming wedding. Good for her. <laughs> of course, what a great woman. And I'm yes. and, and and I hope you'll pass her your headphones. I'm sorry you married him and you deserve more. CJ, and just just tell her that don't congratulations yeah. being born on Plum's wedding Plum's day. wedding day. That's it. Tell her that. And that'll that's it. That's all you need to say, frankly, because if she doesn't listen to this podcast, I don't know why. Uh, this should be redemptive for your whole family. So, yes. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, your and, children are related to this somehow? It's uh, 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 yeah. great. Uh, what that's are your good. top five most painful losses to Michigan? Um, I don't. Top five? That's too many. And no, I don't want Some wanna. of them are so distant. I can't yeah, even, like, couldn't even imagine them. them the Stanton year, right? Yeah, that's that, a, that, that one's a, that was a that toughie. One was that was a toughie. Yeah. Um, last year was not fun. Um, but there's been such joy along the way as well. Uh, next up from Dan Hellpepper, <laughs> when is the last MSU Michigan game that was in hindsight, actually an upset based on how the teams finished the year in parentheses it's 2001. Hmm. It's a good point. I remember all those D'Antonio years, Michigan would still yeah. be favored, even though we were obviously the better, the team, better team. I would just laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Um, if Jim Harbogle, uh, doesn't visit the Ingham County Jail on a trumped-up charge this Saturday. Are we all that serious about football? Mm. It's a fair question. People are asking. It's mm. totally fair. Mm-hmm. We can ask I questions like about weaponizing these systems. Weaponize it. Yep. Yep. And Where's finally, our overzealous county prosecutor? Yeah, I actually don't even know who the county prosecutor is these days. Mm. I guess they're not doing their job. No. Oh, wow. How do I not know this? This is my county prosecutor. That's all right. Last up from Dan, it'd be the funniest thing ever if MSU won this game, right? It would be up there. It would be, I mean, it would be hysterical because, I mean, my God. We're not good. We're not good. I mean, I, yeah, oh, God, this is the kind of game we would win, too. We won't, but, oh, yeah, that'd be funny. But we could. Next up, Tyrone Plum asks, are all Rutgerians (laughs) Guidos? I'm a Guido. I should have gone to Rutgerite. Well, then I would have had to live there. That's fair. True story. My uncle is legally named Guido. He lives in Centerline. Could you think of a more appropriate place outside of Piscataway? I don't know where Centerline that sounds right. is. Oh, Centerline. Yeah, it's uh, it's, da- it's down there by Romulus, Taylor. It's uh, right. Or no, it's Centerline by Warren. Well, anyway, it's somewhere. Someone will correct me. Yeah, but yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. That sounds really right. Next up from Tyrone. Yesterday's collapse is the worst non-UW quarter of football since the last time Horst adorned the green and white. I'm still irrationally angry at the Petty Fogger for taking a scholarship and personal fouling to an NCAA record. Also, <laughs> Superman ice cream is better than beer. Whoa! Now you know. Superman ice cream. I can't, now I can't meet you. you there. I'm sorry. Dude, Superman ice cream's like my... 40th favorite flavor of ice cream. And those are all behind vanilla. Yeah. One through 39 are just soy vanilla, vanilla oat vanilla, soy. <laughs> French vanilla. <laughs> the Neapolitan where the other flavors are definitely get involved. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, strawberry ick. <laughs> oh my God. That one actually surprised me. <laughs> All right, last up from Tyrone. 
Rant of the week is FedEx. I had to print a paper and sign it for you to leave a bike on my porch when I'm at work, and it arrives a week early. I bought my car online five years ago without ever signing a physical paper. Welcome to the Windows 95 era, you USPS cucks. Props on being early, though. It's good. Yeah. I had to drop something off at a FedEx this weekend, and I had to wait in line behind one person, and the she couldn't figure out how to get her credit card to work, and he just wasn't helping. And he, he all he needed to do was scan my box. Like, you know, it's like sometimes... Yeah, you just had to drop it off. Just, just, all, like, I just had to like, just see that I'm waiting, and yeah. he just... It was like, oh, yeah. So I'm with you on this one. FedEx, boo. Next up, and last up, Mamapaleaf. Graham Couch's post-game video mentions... Quote, but the DNA of this team right now is finding ways to lose. Mamopolif, I've seen that video. You had to, like, press 10 seconds back a couple times to get that exact quote. Does team equal players in, or coaches or both? And do you think will it? Do you think? Who do you stay, think? And who do you think will give it other all against you of them? Mamopolif. Uh... I think it's both. It's both. Yeah, it's both. But it's but it's the coach's fault. I mean, I think it's fair to say both are complicit it, in it this. It starts at only, the top. But it starts at the top. That's right. Yep. And if if there's a win against U of M, it's because the players gave it their all. Correct. This, this coaching staff. Yep. No more is there not not talking to anyone apparently for yep. his, you know, million dollars. Yep. But uh other than that, it's rough. Uh, in the in the coaching ranks so it's the players if they win this game it will be because of the players next up from Mamopoly if Purple Rain was heard at the end of the Washington Oregon game it was a cool kind of like scene it reminded me a lot of when mm -hmm. you beat uh, uh, um, uh, Wisconsin the Kirk Cousins Hail Mary ah. play it reminded me of like that they just like stuck around and just showed the pageantry of college football. Mm. Um, what song would you have played at the end of yesterday's MSU game? For me, I'm torn between the Beatles, I'm a loser, and Metallica's broken beat and scarred. Wow. Mm. Those are some the deep Metallica cuts. Metallica reference. Yeah. Wow. I think she actually knows that song. Or did you think she like just Google like songs with aggressive names? I personally I think she knows it. Oh, no, she definitely knows it. She listens to it at night. Um, I would have chosen Sharon Lois and Bram's Skinnamarinky-dinky-dink, Skinnamarinky-doo. It's cartoonish. It's infantilizing. Uh, it has the hallmarks of everything that uh, you would if enjoy if you were six. And uh, that's how this team makes me feel. What's the name of the I, one Good times theme or whatever is that? What is that from? <laughs> uh, I, 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 that'll come to me. Right. I, I'm gonna pick uh, "Shit Luck" by Modest Mouse, uh, which has very short lyrics. This plane is definitely crashing. This boat is obviously sinking. This building's totally burning down, and my and my heart is slowly dried up. That is how I feel about this team. What about I, Shit Town by Live? Remember the band? Yeah! <laughs> gotta live, gotta live, gotta live. Shit you are, Town. <laughs> I hear Ed Kowalczyk here. Uh, Ed, how you doing? Uh, last. A to a real song. <laughs> last from Mamopoly. Finally, not a question because sending three questions is so passe. 
But congratulations to Alex and Jason on your upcoming nuptials. Enjoy your day. Oh, Susan. Susan. Susan, why don't you come instead of Kevin to the wedding? I think you've earned it with that one. Yeah. You can sit sit next to Mike. All right. I mean, everyone's invited, right, Bump? Everyone's invited. Everyone's invited. Vanilla cake for everybody. Even the Canadians? Could she come over from Windsor or wherever? Yeah, we get you a J1. Come on over. It's uh, it's at Kobo. Um. <laughs> it's on the literal river. There's a barge. <laughs> Chartered a barge. It's All actually right. that ferry uh, that, that runs to, to like Gut Island yeah. or whatever. Yeah, Zug called. Island. Yeah. Zug Island. That's Zug what Island. it is. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, I, I want to do a... a Obviously, we're we're very excited to to see each other next weekend. But I do want to take a second to. Uh, it's worth, I think, remembering on after games like this that the number of people who turned out to write us questions this week, uh, that we have this bizarre community here, and yep. uh, love you, yeah, and that uh, I don't know, like y'all are true Spartans, uh, and so I say to all of you and to my co-hosts a a heartfelt go green, go white, go white. <laughs>